One. Hi everyone, welcome back to On The Bench. This is now season two, episode one. I am Josh Brackstone, communications officer. We have got, from the left on my screen, we've got Josh Brown, vice president. Hello. We've got Roshan, or Roshan, the uh, treasurer. Abigail Dean, the president. And Tyler, the editor. Better Hello. than Tyler, Tyler than creator. <laughs> <laughs> we've got our own Tyler the creator we've got Tyler the editor so from now on he'll be editing the um, podcast and hopefully bringing a great experience to you guys on YouTube and this is also going up on Spotify as well no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> yeah indeed <laughs> right so we're going to start off with the first um, review of the game week we're going to start off because we've got two Chelsea fans in here with Chelsea so 2-1 win against Sheffield United how do you think it went um, well, I think there's positives to take away from it, and there's also negatives. I think against a Sheffield United side that has been dramatically underperforming this year, or some would probably say performing how everyone would have expected them to last year, um, I think there was a lot more we could have taken out of that game. I think at the moment, the system's kind of proving to us, to us as Chelsea fans the real issue we're having with goal scoring. Like in the past few game weeks, we've relied on like quite unfamiliar goal scorers to to be getting us the points. Like um, the uh, the two 0 win uh, over Burnley when Aspi and Alonso were the goal scorers. Like we we've got these like elite players in in our squad, especially in attack with this this money that we've we've spent in the summer. You you're expecting to see the names like Timo Werner, Tammy Abraham, Christian Pulisic on the score sheet week in week out and. Uh, and we're not we're not quite seeing it, but I think I think if you if you go on the other end now, the uh, the unfortunate uh, Rudiger own goal is actually the first goal we've now conceded under under Tuchel, which uh, I think it even still, and I know a lot of Chelsea fans are going to be thinking like not really counting that as a as a goal we've conceded. So I think on the other end, definitely where we have looked a bit leaky at times, I think we've really solidified ourselves at the back. But I think. Like that's all well and good, but when we start playing the bigger teams, um, and we need goals, like against Atletico Madrid, especially, like we're we're going to look solid against them, but we're not going to be able to hold them off for a hundred and hundred and eighty minutes across two fixtures. So um, we're going to need goals somewhere. So I I don't know whether it's just going to be a matter of time with Timo Werner or whether patience is going to run out and we're we're going to try something new. But um, yeah, no, I think I think there there was good and bad, but I definitely think we need to be we need to be working on scoring goals. Yeah, I, I, def- I definitely agree on that because, as Tyler said, you know, Asby Alonso scoring and then obviously Jorginho getting a penalty. Um, Mount finally chipped him with a goal as well. I think he needs to... I think he's probably been our player of the season so far. And I think to be even better, he needs to, you know, s- score some more goals and get some more assists. Um, definitely against Sheffield, I think Werner had one of his better games, you know. He... he like he got the assist for Mount's goal, he got the penalty. It, it, it was it was very a very convincing performance for him, and he also got man the match. So I think he just needs that one goal in the Premier League. I mean, it's all right to score in the FA Cup, as I said previously, but getting some goals in the league will definitely give him a massive boost. And as Tyler said, we need our attacking players to consistently score in order to beat the better teams because I think we've had a lot of opportunities in the games where we've had two in charge. 
and we could have won by a lot more, but it just hasn't happened. Um, and as Tyler said, against Atletico, we need to make these chances count, otherwise we'll be destroyed at the other end. I mean, we do look good defensively, mm -hmm. but Champions League is always very unpredictable. Like we got battered last season against Bayern, but that was a given. So I think probably the toughest tie we could have got, we got Atletico, but I think they're not playing great at the moment. I mean, they drew last week um, and we're playing well. So it's going to be a very exciting tie, but Premier League up to fifth now. So it's promising times. Nice. Good to hear. What about tonight? We got Barnsley away. How do you think that'll go? Happy days. I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> the, the last time the last time we were like sweet uh, cruise cruise ran through, we always seem to we always seem to fall at this hurdle. But I'm I'm hoping with uh with Tuchel in now we're we're gonna see as I said, we've seen that like defensive rigidity that we've needed like so desperately. So I think it, in this kind of game, even if we rotate players, like if we if we if we're bringing in like Christiansen and and uh, and we we might see Zuma in this game. I know I I I assume we probably will not see Thiago Silva, but I think mainly this game I will I want to see Werner and I want to see Havertz. Um, okay. I think they're in much need of confidence and and actually I think Havertz had a had a nice run uh, like a few run of games after he scored the the hat trick. Um, uh, and I think that's that's something we need again. We just need we need to go out and batter them. And uh, get Werner on the score sheet a couple of times. Get Havertz in, involved in the goals. Maybe see Pulisic getting back involved, trying to get him back at his best. Um, but obviously, we there's there's no guarantee in in the FA Cup, so we will we will have to wait and see. Yeah, well, I'm I'm quite confident. I mean, it's Barnsley, you know, and with the amount of money that we scored, I'm expecting about four or five, but you never know nowadays, do you? It could be anything. Like Bradford, it was like quite a lot of years ago. We got absolutely done by them at home, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough game, but I'm very confident that we'll probably come away with the win and mix up some some of the teams. You know, maybe Gilmore will come in and Kante's fit again. Ziyech is getting his chance tonight. Kepa's also in goal. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm still confident we can get through. So, uh Happy days. Just a reminder. You can see him ripping the shirt for once. <laughs> yeah, good to see. Just a reminder, the last time you played in the FA Cup, you both played each other. Uh, it ended as a 1-0 Barnsley. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully not a repeat of that. Well, you won't be I'm... seeing me next week if that's the case. I think it'll be a good <laughs> game tonight. It'll be a good game tonight. Uh, Val Rainer Smail from Barnsley, obviously championship fan. He's a good manager he came in earlier this season after Struber left to go to New York Red Bulls so it'll be an interesting match tonight uh what about Mr Man United Roshan buzzing um gonna win against West Ham in the FA Cup it'll 1-0 McSauce get in um there was stuff going around as well where the um was it the microphone on the cameras picked up that Bruno had told McTominay that the ball was his and he shouldn't have hit it but oh well, nonetheless, we got a goal. Doesn't matter. Um, Premier League wise, disappointed. We we drew three three with Everton. Um, very sad. Should have won the game. Should have put us to bed. We didn't, as always. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was pretty much it, really. It was just it was just annoying right at the end to concede. But that that was literally it. The game was good overall. Both teams attacking. Both teams looked. 
quite exposed at the back by Everton and United. Um, right at the end, we were very exposed, just partly because we're not picking up players and whatever. That is now eight gate eight, eight goals scored against top six sides in two games for uh, for Everton. Obviously, the we saw the five four emphatic win yesterday of what was a nine goal thriller against Tottenham. But even then, like both those games being the space of what, like three four days against Man United's first team and Tottenham's first team to put yeah. eight goals in. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Everton have a. Have a have a great squad, but I think it is proving that as well as the eight goals scored, there were seven goals conceded in those two games. That even with like bringing in Mason Holgate, that they did um, in the summer, like we, there's still a lot to, that needs to be improved there for them to to have any hopes of challenging for for like Champions League. They're just playing against big teams. That's what it is. It's all the big teams. Like they perform well against the big teams. I know even. Obviously, I know now Old Trafford is absolutely awful. Like, we can't play there. We're so bad there. But even before all of this stuff, I mean, with COVID, every time we travelled down to Goodison Park, we knew we were getting a draw out there. There's no chance. And every time they came to Old Trafford, we knew we were either scraping a win or, again, we're getting a draw. Everton is just one of those teams I like to perform against the big six. Wait, can I, can I just go back? Did you say Bruno told Big Saucy should not have scored? No. So what happened? Yeah, shouldn't have shot. Be jealous. Be jealous. Shouldn't have shot and scored, mate. He's still not scored again against the top six sides. So everyone's nice, chatting nice, this about nice Chelsea. Nice six sides. I'm not seeing Bruno. He scored against. Okay. So first thing, let, let's address this. So first thing was Rashford picks the ball up. McSaw scores. Yeah. But what happened in the audio when it picked it up is basically Bruno had said to McSaw. So he goes, he goes, just to let you know that was the ball was for me, not for you. That that was his actual words, is what he said. But either way, it doesn't matter. The goal, the goal came. It doesn't matter who scores it. That's all that happened. In regards to Bruno not scoring against the big six, yes, he has because he scored the free kick against Liverpool. Liverpool are a big six team. I was gonna say yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean. I I misspoke there. I didn't mean. I didn't mean he hasn't scored. But we're we're yet to see a, a world class performance from Bruno against against one of those big, big big sides. That, that he came. Was... He came in, banged on a free kick. That's not. That's world class. We needed him to score a free kick. He's come on for the free kick, and he scored the free kick. That's pure world class. That's, that's yeah. Well, he if was... he was world class, you wouldn't have been knocked out of Champions League, would you? So, oh, shots have been fired. Sorry, <laughs> we're winning Europa League. We're winning. We're gonna defeat Real Sociedad with extreme ease. David Silva's gonna be crying on the floor, wishing he was still at Man City. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, I can see it right now. I, I'm, I'm predicting the future. Just by the way, Sporting Lisbon are top of the league uh, without Bruno Fernandes in Portugal. So. Yeah, they've actually they've actually outperformed their xG, x assists and expected points this season without Bruno Fernandes. So, Sounds like let's go as well. Party. No, if you get rid of if you get rid if you're going to get rid of him in the summer, he might actually win the league. So yeah. <laughs> you're only going to improve. Oh, <laughs> we give him a free roll. He can do whatever he wants with us. When he's um, at Sporting, he actually had instructions on what to do. He he's just he's free as he wants to be. Okay, then we'll 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 move on to uh to Southampton. Big boy Southampton. Oh dear. Oh dear. Not much. There's not much to say. I don't know um, what to say. Ward Prowse scored another free kick. Get in. He's going for it. He wants it. He smells it. Um, nah, we we lost. We lost three two. Um, 
I, I, I watched the last 20 minutes and it was just us in their half constantly attacking and them having just a wall of two lines of people because obviously the they got a red Bruce. card and then unfortunately one of their players got injured um, which is always annoy- annoying in a game when you've used your substitutions and you can't can't do anything about an injury. Um, we probably should have brought it back but as I said they were just a line of just solidness. Couldn't get, couldn't break through it. Um, but I'd, uh, that's all I can really say. We Wolves lost. Tonight. We Wolves lost. We sh- we've got, yeah, we've got Wolves tonight. Um, we've got Salasu who can now play because he's not injured. We've got Kyle Walker Peters back, main right back who who's been doing bits for us all season. Um, so pretty much, um, we've got our full starting eleven back. Um, the one that was winning games and performing very very well and also Minamino's off the off the off the off the mark, mark. With, his, with his goal scoring um so <laughs> you weren't too very positive about that were you I'm, I'm not, oh, we right, don't injury, need him it is it, to be fair it's hard to dig because like obviously we ha- we've had that we had that run earlier on in the season where it's just like there, there's only so much you can say to the point where just it's just the same like what can you do like yeah, There's only terms, so much you can talk about. In terms of Minamino, yes, I was not positive about him, Dean. That is correct. That is only because I want some more depth in the fullbacks. Because we need when a full we don't back. have, it's literally all I was saying. All the Southampton fans on Twitter are like, "He's not a right back. He's not a left back. What's the point?" Because when we don't have those two players, Bertrand and Walker Peters, the, the way we play just does not work because we have no one to cover them. We have to play a centre mid or a CDM out of position to play there. Like I know we played Jan Valerie there, but I'm I'm not we we know how I feel about him. I, I don't, I'm not talking about him. He's he's not he gone. He's not, he gone. He's, he's not at the club for the rest of this season. That's all Shipped I'm going to say. Birmingham. Yeah, and now there's a the left back that played that game. I hope. <laughs> it, it, it shows how. Vestergaard back yet, or is he still out injured? Vestergaard back, yeah. Vestergaard back. No, what, um, you just Ben Rag Vestergaard then starting every country. Ben Rag Vestergaard, and then obviously I said, do you know that guy Salasu that we signed? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know Salasu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he can actually play now. He's been struggling with injuries for the whole season. It's been. I actually bad. think we could potentially see um, Benrek get benched. Yeah, if Salasu starts performing in training now, he's uh, back. I think. Uh, well, I I think now I think it needs to be a wake up call. Like obviously that's two losses on the bounce. Like obviously the Man United. What was that? More than two losses on the bounce. I oh, know it's three because you lost that to Villa as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, They've had five losses. Oh my on god! The back. Yeah, no, you yeah, lost. We've the, lost the last five. The week we lost the last five. So, yeah. so obviously now you're you're looking at like something needs to change, and Bednarek has been. I don't, I don't think nothing needs to change. I think we just struggled from injuries, and it showed how it showed our lack of depth. It's shown our lack of depth with with our injuries. I think we're we're gonna we're gonna get better now that we've got our style back. I could just see it. Uh, Walker Ooh. Peters, we know, we know how he plays. He's he's a lad. Brown, we know what needs to change. Stevens needs to go. He's got to go, blood. He's got, He's to, got go. to go. No, St- Stevens is okay. I think Bednarak's been the shaky one recently. Yeah, he has. I, I mean, he, he, he hasn't got Vestergaard with him. That's why. He, he loves it when he's got Vestergaard. It, it was, it's, like, it's like when it's, we watched Joe Gomez without Van Dijk. Against Newcastle, we had Vestergaard, Bednarak and Stevens playing right back. It was more like a three at the back, really. Uh, I'm just saying, our two fixtures we had, we put, we put out the exact same team for both games against you, your changes were what? No Walker Peters and no Vestergaard. And that was about it. And it just shows how the, how big those two players are. Yeah. I think I think it shows... It, yeah. 
That's why I was like, exactly when Mini Mino come in, I was moaning. Cards as well. There's also T Red cards as well, so yeah, that comes into yeah. factor as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah the, the, the like eighty second red card is is not going to be a help help, is it? Completely changes yeah. your tactics going into the game. So yeah, they're already seven nil down. He's yeah, he's been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we, we've lost anyway. <laughs> We'll just appeal it. We'll appeal it in a few days, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Braxton. Then do you want to? <sighs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> very, very average week for us. Three-one um, loss to Brentford last night. Uh, I'm not really that fussed about losing to the top of the league, um, best team in the league. Um, we had our chances. We didn't really take them. Uh, goals were preventable for Brentford. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say to sum that one up. Um, Tony's a tapping merchant, I could say that. But <laughs> oh, that's a bit as well. Come on. That, and a, <laughs> but he is as well. We'll get that. And then, <laughs> and then the nil-nil draw against Stoke. It's nil-nil, isn't it? It's just, it's just a boring <laughs> game. It's, it's a boring game against Stoke. There's, there's not a lot to talk about, but. Um, all right, well, there, there is a, there's a few other fixtures that I would like to just quickly brush over with this week. Uh, Leeds United picking up a 2-0 home win over Crystal Palace. That now means they, they're only projected six points that they need now to uh, to stay up. I think that's a great, great yeah, first season like, back up in, the, in the Premier League. Uh, I think I think I think it's a 50. It's a Some people are, are thinking they overperformed and other people are thinking that they're doing about as well as they thought they would. I know for me personally, I am. Um, I, I thought Leeds United would come up and stay up, so um, especially under Bielsa. I think I think we'll see this some of them spend a little bit more money, um, really like reinforce that back line, get those like Bielsa type players that that really made them that like like horror show in the Championship that just no one could do anything about. That's if Bielsa stays. Yeah, he's yeah, probably gonna go. Most likely gonna go. Because he didn't, he didn't really, as Roshan said in one of the other podcasts, he didn't really stay longer than two years, and he stayed third year now. So I don't know. Yeah, we can see this because he's kind of built this up as his like project team. Him, like yeah, uh, he that's what he does. That's his thing. He builds. He bit so basically any team he has, he build him, get him to the top division, and that's it. Then he's gone. He's out the window, and he's he moves on to the next team. Well, Even now, he, he didn't want to stay in the prem. He was only told by all of his family going. You got a mark, but after 16 years, you might as well stay for at least a season. So he's gone, cool, why not? We'll leave the conversation about a, a new manager when, uh, whenever Olivia's on next. And uh, another result Man City 4 1 win over Liverpool at Anfield. That's three losses, in, three losses in a row for Liverpool at Anfield. Um, Deservedly. Doesn't help that it should Allison, have been 4 0. Doesn't help that Alisson assisted two of the goals. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I, think, I think Man City looked quite good going forward in the second half, to be fair. I, I think it, I think it's really exposing Liverpool's squad depth. Yeah, yeah. I think injuries and it, and I think it's proving why City's squad may like City's first squad may not be as elite as Liverpool's first squad. But if City get one injury, they don't even look phased. Whereas Liverpool lose one player and they're suddenly scrapping around with a like mid-table tier player. Like we're seeing Matip, I, I don't, I don't even see Matip get. I see Matip probably getting in like the Everton squad or something like that, and even still, then I, 
Like I think, yeah. and like Fabinho, like he's a good he's a good defensive midfielder, but at centre half he's just so exposed. And we've seen like him, Jordan Henderson moving moving back into into that position. Like I think it's it's really exposing their squad depth, and like they are so elite when they're at their at their best with their full squad. But then as soon as they lose one or two of those key players in that squad, they just well, you can see now they're they're just dropping down the table, and and I don't think it will be long until they potentially even drop out the top four at this rate. I think that shows how, it shows how Man City, like, even even with a, an injury and no striker, they, they still have squad depth yeah, to move people around and put Foden in, in up well, top. Even, even Jesus, I believe, Score was actually fit for this oh. game, but they were still, they were still, Guardiola's kind of adopted this, like, false nine where, where like, Foden's been playing in it. We've seen De Bruyne, we saw De Bruyne playing it when they played us and it, it, it worked wonders. Like, it, it just, it gave, it gives them so much space in behind because the, the uh, strikers playing so deep, it's just drawing the, the defenders in. With how good Foden's becoming as well, it's just yeah. it, he, he, he did he did well in that game. I really yeah, liked yeah. him. Oh, for sure, I enjoy watching him. So good, He's so good. Um, and apart from a, a couple other draws, uh, last one I want to to mention, which also segues us onto our conversation for today. Uh, Aston Villa beating Arsenal one nil at home. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it's I as a Chelsea fan, I am enjoying the fact that it's not really a surprise that we're seeing Aston Villa beating Arsenal. Um, but yeah, yeah, Ollie Watkins getting on the score sheet again. Um, I think he has been a absolutely fantastic signing. Obviously, came in in the summer for twenty seven about what about twenty eight million pounds from Brentford. Obviously, he was on fire. In he did not look like he would ever stop scoring in the Championship last year and. Uh, I think we're 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 seeing similar things now. Obviously, he's he's in a he's in a tougher league, so goal, tenth goal of the season. That goals one. on as easy to come by, but yeah, that's his tenth goal in the Premier League. Double figures, easy in through. in in twenty one games. I think for uh, for Aston Villa, like they they'll be they'll be chuffed to bits with that. Definitely, I, I'll I'll be, I'm excited to talk about him in a bit more depth when we get on to the next phase. I think we should. Should we move on to the next phase? Yeah, yeah. Let's- Aston yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a little bit of a look at their squad, how they're doing this year. Have a look at previous years as well, because they've mm. been in the mud a little bit, but then they've got themselves out of it. So I think as we've got two Chelsea fans here, we'll start off with the Chelsea Loney, Ross Barkley. How do you think his season's going? Yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? I think, you know, he's Terry's obviously said, hey, hey, Ross, come over here. You, you know, you're not playing for Chelsea. Come over here. Um, I think he's he's settled in really well just behind the striker. I think him and Grealish have linked up really well together. Um, he had that bit of spell where he was out with a, with a little bit of an injury. Um, but he's come straight back into the team. Um, I think he's just given him a bit of, you know, a, something a little bit different because Ross is he's a very good talent. He hasn't always shown it at Chelsea, but I think we're starting to see the best of him and Villa because he has that freedom that he doesn't have at Chelsea. So I think he's, you know, Dean Smith is allowing him to have that. And I think he's excelling at Villa. And I think, you know, that reflects as to where they are in the league with all the players that they have. But I think Ross is a massive, massive addition to their team this season. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're seeing him in a, in that like classic number 10 at times where we saw him, like worked so well at Everton before he joined us and uh he just kind of fa- found himself out of favor and obviously he made appearances here and there but especially under Lampard it was predominantly as an eight and then uh 
uh, under previous managers, he'd kind of, again, been utilised as like a centre midfielder or like a deep line playmaker at times and stuff like that. Like not really his natural role where he, he, he may not be getting all the goals and all the assists, but he's there. And every time you see Villa score, he's involved in the move or creating space for another player. I think, I think he's a, the signing of Barkley. I think we may even see it become permanent at the end of the year. Um, but I think it's just allowed Greenish to really adopt that like free free role that he's playing on the left hand side, where he is almost playing as a wide ten. Um, and like we've seen some absolutely fantastic performances from this year. Uh, six goals, twelve assists from twenty one matches. Um, he's he's really been Mister Aston Villa this year. But um, yeah, I think that bringing bringing in Ross Barkley has just allowed him to. He can just kind of float wherever he wants because Ross can just sort of sit deep if if Grealish wants to adopt the space in behind the striker, or he can shift over to the left hand side if Grealish is making a darting run inwards. Like I, I think it, it's yeah, it's really allowed him to to play a lot more more freely, and and we're seeing the best out of both of them together. Yeah, definitely. I think with the amount of midfielders that Chelsea have now, I don't think Ross Barkley's going to get a look in. So he'll be looking to make that move permanent. I mean, Just I would. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, guaranteed exactly. game time at Villa. Oh, Get sure. Team that's playing well. Good players. We might as well, because yeah. cover the history of the past few years. Um, I watched a recent video on YouTube about how Villa's history has been, and they've been in the depths recently. So as back as 15-16, they were obviously relegated on the table without any hope. And I actually have a friend that's a Villa fan, and I went to two Villa games that season. Against Stoke and Swansea, and they didn't really. They looked a bit hopeless, to be honest, um, and that's destined to go down. Decent talent in there, but just didn't gel together as a squad. I mean, they had Jordan Ayew and Rudy just dead up top. I don't think that's yeah. a great. That's not a great. No, um, you're not going to get many goals out of them. You're not going to get too many goals out of them. And then down to the Championship, Dr. Tony Gia took over, and. Um, Looked all hopeful and everything. Got Roberto Di Matteo in. Spent loads of money. Got like Ross McCormack in, who yeah. I'll talk about in a bit because he also failed. Uh, loads of decent championship players. Got decent championship squads. Started off poorly. Uh, Di Matteo sacked. Big Bruce came in. Big Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. Waller man. Um, couldn't stop the... Um, poor start of the season and they finished in mid-table next season I think the toll of how much they spent really took over because they didn't make too many signings but Brucey managed to get them into the playoffs lost in the final to Fulham which was um, obviously a shame for them um, the next year turned a bit sour when um, he got thrown a cabbage at him on the pitch um, <laughs> sacked not too long after so it's not not a great not a great leaving message. Champions. And then obviously Dean Smith came in, former Brentford manager, was doing pretty well with them. And um, then took them up, went on a great run into the playoffs, won the playoffs against Derby, um, who obviously got through in that crazy game against Leeds when they managed <laughs> to pull back the deficit. And, uh, oh, poor old Frank. <laughs> into the Premier League. And... Um, 
made loads of signings last year um, and obviously quite a few of them failed. Uh, and I've noticed that at uh, some point last season, they they changed their like director of football and they've got a much better recruitment strategy now. And that's showing this year. Oh, definitely. I think, I, think I, I would give Villa the... Like they they won the transfer market in the Premier League for sure. Yeah, in the, yeah, the players think... they, the players they've managed to sign are just they've done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Uh, and then obviously big talking point of last season was could they have been relegated because the ghost goal against Sheffield United when uh, the goal line technology just wasn't on even though the ball was in the back of the net. Um, but nevertheless, they managed to stay up uh, and relegate. Form of Norwich and Watford, and now they've firing on all cylinders this year. I think uh, they definitely had that. Like they they were one of those squads where it's like they were too good for the championship, but not quite the like Premier League quality. And and like you said, the, the the new director of football has come in, and it just it targeted every gap they had in the squad. They needed a goalkeeper. They got a goalkeeper. They needed a fullback midfielders they needed someone to score the goals which is something they were crying out for when they uh obviously we saw like Trezeguet performed on and off last year they brought in Wesley who did about nothing um I believe he joined from Bruges didn't he yeah Yeah, and then he had has had some injuries recently so um um and like we saw a a squad crying out for for goals, and uh, yeah, I think I think this year they uh they targeted very well what they needed to improve on, and I think I think they're I I wouldn't even say they're they're outperforming themselves. I I think they're they've been great. Like the way their squad are right now, I'd say they're the squad are performing right now better than Tottenham and Everton. I'd say they probably should be sitting in about seven. Um, well, they are. Um, they've got um, a couple games off. Twenty three. They're on twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they Chelsea are on twenty three. They're only four points behind them, so they could even go further. Yeah, but we don't look at that. We we look up. We'll be fine. Yeah, but we weren't looking at Man United saying they had got games around. We were just saying they were rubbish. Even if even if Villa pick up three points from the two games. Thank you, thank you very much, Brown. Thank you. Obviously, both both Villa and Everton have have a uh, two games in hand from the from the game week, so we'd we, that will be a, a good a good battle for them. If we, I'd like to see them in the Europa League actually next year and see see with again a, a little bit more of an influx of of money if they can just again patch up those little bits. They could probably do with another centre back because I say if Mings or Concert gets injured there. They're looking a bit sparse. I was going to but, mention the lack of depth. Yeah. Um, they signed Matty Target from Southampton, though he's been performing well for him. He didn't really do bits for us because we obviously have Bertram, but it, I wish we kept him now. We need him for yeah. the depth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, other than Watkins, is Matty Cash. That guy is just. He's so good. Like watching him in the championship was amazing, and it's like they, and like genuinely he was slept on. No, the fact that no one else is really going for him other than championship play. Uh, eight million pounds he joined Aston Villa for. I think that's an absolute steal. 
Definitely. Absolute bargain for him. He's so he's such a good player. Twenty three years of age as well. So yeah. I think we should. I think we should talk about their championship pickups because I think. As a championship fan myself, obviously Reading fan, we've been in there for ages and I watch a lot of it. Um, there have been some great buys. Like I don't even, I can mention yeah. Ollie Watkins just a little bit. I, his versatility's uh, slept on a little bit because um, I think he started out as Brentford as striker, but then they had Neil Morpé and he moved out onto the right-hand side. So they had Ben Rama, Morpé, Watkins. And then when obviously Morpé left to go to Brighton, they brought in Mbimu yeah. and he just slotted it back into the centre and he scored so many goals. And um, if they obviously lacked a winger, if Grealish was injured, I think you could do with maybe putting Watkins out wide, maybe um, mm. talking about the lack of some of the depth, they could get a new striker in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Matty Cash, um, that never started off a right back. He was actually a right, he was more of a right midfielder and he's transitioned back. And... Um, and he's doing great. He's doing great this year for Villa. He was great at Forest last year, probably one of the players of the season. And deserves a Premier League move. Oh, with, he's so strong on the ball. Definitely. He, Matty Cash is so strong on the ball. Like even so when he when he's in situations where he's kind of um closed in and teams are obviously trying to push him into a corner and keep him there. He does so well to just keep the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it, don't know where he finds the strength from, but he just does. Um and on top of that as well, his work rate is just incredible for Villa. He's um, when he when he needs to push forward, he's happy to push forward. If he's got to stay back, he's happy to stay back, and he will get back every time. I think that's something they needed a lot, and they've obviously got it. And on top of this as well, when we were obviously going through Villa's history, where they won the playoffs, they received 175 million pounds from winning the playoffs, which was more than I think who won the se- who won that season. I can't remember. Uh, it was it, full in the previous year. Yeah. The the playoff money just keeps going up and going yeah, up. It, it just goes up and up because so many teams won it. But like, yeah, that 175 million of winning the playoffs has actually worked out so well in their favour because that season as well, they even bought um, Traore, who obviously didn't pop off last season. But he this wasn't season, there last actually, year. No, he wasn't there last year. This is his first oh. year. He came this year. Oh, well, either way, he's popping up, to be fair. He's pretty decent. 16.5 million pounds, yeah, from from uh, Olympic Lyon. Like, like in the stats, but he's doing bids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it has been. I think I think he complements uh, Matty Cash really well. Like we've we've seen them them work together quite well. I think Bertrand's been in, enjoying the ability to uh, to play quite narrow and get in positions where where we wouldn't normally see a traditional striker. Like at times, he's almost been playing up front alongside Watkins. Um, and uh, and Matty Cash has just had that freedom. Uh, it's almost like we see with a uh, with Mo Salah at Liverpool, where he he basically plays up front, and we see Trent Alexander-Arnold's basically playing as a right midfielder instead of a right back. Um, when when they when they do attack down that right hand side, they, there's there's just goals, goals, goals. Um, and as you said, even if uh, even if Traore isn't directly involved in them, his movement off the ball and 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 his fight for fight for space and like his his cr- deliveries this year has actually really impressed me. I've I've, I've seen him in the past, um, um, obviously as a as a Chelsea academy player. Um, I saw him a lot a lot under us, 
and uh, his end product was he, he was always fantastic on the ball and and similar to a Damatrieri, he's just got bags and bags of pace. But um, his end product was always something that needed improving on. And actually, think the reason why we didn't really see him much in a Chelsea shirt. Um, but I think he's really he's really improved on that. And uh, and and we're seeing the best of him. That that I know a lot of Chelsea fans who who do who have watched the uh, the academy teams over the last like ten years will will be happy to see him working at at what we saw him at his best in the in the under 19s i think it's also important to remember a few of the signings last year while i may have not worked out flourishing a bit more this year so like trezor gay who's a good impact player um i mean i'm talking from a football manager's sake because i did beat josh brown's <laughs> everton with trezor gay combining with triore both coming off the bench but they're still very useful players um some of the signs from last year when Wesley comes back from injury I think they've got a decent backup striker Mm -hmm. Um, they've got Tom Heaton as well who's struggling with injuries but they've still got a decent backup goalkeeper it's just a lot of players maybe that haven't performed last year hopefully trying to get in this year like Douglas Ruiz brilliant Mm -hmm. brilliant signing from Man City maybe struggled a bit last year but now he's really flourishing in that midfield oh he's been amazing he's been really good and uh and for 15 just over 15 million pounds like villas as you said villas recruitment's been incredible like they've been signing some absolutely fantastic players for what what seems like pennies even even if we if we just look very recently in a in a january transfer window they picked up a uh, morgan sunson for what was it like 14 million pounds yeah i'm excited yeah. to see him yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's been on the bench for the past few games but I think I, I think at the on. moment, to be honest, this Villa side looks so good that it, it, even him coming in, like with John McGinn and Douglas Louisa, looks so solid in midfield, and 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 Ross Barkley in that that kind of cam role where we'd we'd probably see Morgan Sons on play. Like I don't I I don't see him getting in the squad right now. I think we'd have to see a a poor run of games for for one of those think, players to. to I see think maybe in. in the upcoming game against Brighton, if they can get a few goals in or start get a good good like structure couple goals they might be able to bring him on see how he plays Mm. it was definitely a massive massive thing for Villa to actually stay up because the amount of money that they spent Mm. you know on loads of transfers like it was crazy buying I don't know how many it was like what 12 13 maybe 14 And just staying up by the skin of their teeth, I think, as you said earlier, they've definitely targeted the areas that they've needed and they've not been rash with how many players they've bought. They've bought the quality players that they have needed. And I think, I know we've mentioned Watkins, Cash, you know, all of them, but I think Martinez in goal has been brilliant. And I think Arsenal, arguably, I know my dad's not happy, I don't think it was the right decision for Arsenal to let him go and for the money as well. Obviously, they've got Leno, but I think Martinez is solid. Um, obviously, they, as Josh Braxton mentioned earlier, they had got Heaton. You know, they had Rayner last season, didn't they? They had was it Nyland they had for a little bit as well in goal. Um, I think Martinez is head and shoulders a better goalie than all of them. Oh, I think um, I, I think right now the way he's performing, Martinez is a top five goalkeeper in the Premier League, and he was sixteen million sure. pounds. Like for sure, absolutely. That was There's only two people above him with more clean no. sheets than him, he's, which is obviously Diaz and Edison. But. 
Yeah, but Edison yeah. is Edison's got stones and Diaz in front. So that is true. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. The, the previous season, nineteen twenty, uh, Villa made fourteen transfers and yeah. two loans of Pepe Reina and Daddy Drinkwater, uh, spending one hundred forty-three million pounds. And mm. they actually only that that year had made a sales of two point seven million pounds. So they're about they their expenditure that year was one hundred and forty million pounds. And as you mm. said, like we see Wesley come in for twenty two million pounds. He was very average at best. I think Tyrone Mings for twenty mil was actually a good a good signing. I think we've 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 seen him perform well. Um, Douglas Louise, as we mentioned, fifteen million pounds. Matt Target from Southampton, like it was a good, a good signing. Good uh, Esri Consa from Brentford, I think we've seen him perform really well, and like I was impressed with that signing. We've seen players like Marvelous Nakamba, Samata, Trezeguet, El Ghazi all came in. Heaton, Engels, even House from Wolves came in that year. Like we, we saw some like good signings, but. I think the problem just was the fees like we saw 22 million pounds for wesley um yeah like that's that much. that's a that's a lot of money for a player who's been playing in the belgium league but like i know i believe he was actually the top goal scorer he when was popping he up. Um, I, I actually just got the clean sheets up in the premier league and the top 10 are all aston villa except for three players which i'm oh, guessing are man city players um, no, it's actually Edison, number one, Ruben Diaz, then obviously Aston Villa plays. And in ninth, guess who it is? It's not from City. That Zuma? No. That's the guard. It's, Men- it's Mendy, the oh, goalkeeper. Oh. Mendy, oh. He's, Mendy, he's, he's, nine. He, he's, he's been, he's been great for us. But Ten been, clean sheets so far. But yeah, I think I think this year what we've seen them spend kind of similar price. Like they, they bought a lot of players around the like 10, 15 million pound mark. We've seen them do the same thing this year, but they just all look so much better. Like this year, they like last year, twenty two point five million pounds on on Wesley. This year, twenty seven million pounds on Ollie Watkins. We saw them bring in Bertrand Traore for sixteen million pounds the the year before. Like we saw like Trezeguet for nine million pounds. Again, we see Emmy Martinez for fifteen point six million pounds, and and the year before that, they spent almost eight million pounds on Tom Heaton. Like we're they they're spending similar money. But on players who are are just going to perform for them on such a high level, and I think is going to carry them. I think if we actually look at the age of some of the signings that they bring in, like Matty Cash is is yeah. twenty three, Morgan Sanson's twenty six, Emmy Martinez twenty eight, Traore twenty five, even Ollie Watkins is twenty five. It's like they've 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 brought in players of a really good age. Like this is a squad that's going to perform for them for the next like three, four, five years in the Premier League, provided they can build around these kind of players. I'd say they, they those players and the team are yet to hit their peak performance yet. Oh, oh, for sure. They're, they're just going to grow and grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think, think I, definitely they need to be building this team around Watkins mm-hmm. and uh, and Grealish. Yeah, I, th- I think the key figures. I think those players are going to. I'm I'm moving on to transfers right now. Um, mm-hmm. For them. I think that people are thinking about those players moving away. I think they're going to stay. If, if they're yeah. if they're looking at Aston Villa right now, I think the play, only way you can, can see those depth, players moving is with a like high transfer fee like i think if you see like 100 mil plus for for grealish at this point you you have to kind of consider it because you're like are you really going to be able to ever get that much money for another player in your club and like how much 
that 100 mil could then go to revitalising the rest of the squad. Like, yes, he's been such depth. an impactful player now, but like potentially for like 40 mil, could you bring in someone of, of a similar stature um, and 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 perform perform in a similar way? And then you also have that 60 mil spare to then go and improve in, in other positions. Um, I think the only way we'll see these players move is with, as I said, like a, an extortionate transfer fee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think anything under 50 mil for some of these players, Villa Villa probably would value them at, at about that. To be fair, so yeah, um, I, think, I think we're going to see a similar. Wait, go go on, Roshan. Go. Some of the players like Grealish and Watkins, I don't think they'll go for a big amount either. Uh, I think like in terms of their career wise, there's no point in them moving to another team where potentially they might underperform or something and then bang, that's it. Your career's pretty much over because everyone ridicule, ridicules you or whatever. So for them to stay would be the best solution because they've got a system that fits around them. They fit in well with it as well. And like they're performing. They're sat ninth at the moment, which realistically, let's be honest, no one thought they were going to be ninth after just scraping to stay out of relegation. And even now, and even if, let's say, hypothetically, if someone was to go from that team, okay, let, Greenish won't go because that's his boy club. He's been there the whole time. He's been in highs and lows. He's not leaving. Never, ever. Watkins, if he does go, uh, they'll just go buy another Brentford striker because Brentford produced so many good strikers. It, it's just like that. I'm surprised we haven't seen um, Man City link with him. What with Watkins? Yeah, I don't think Watkins will leave this soon. I've I've heard Lukaku and Danny Ings. I've heard nothing about them going for somebody that's like like Ollie Watkins. It's a bit. uh, Maybe they just know they can't get him. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what Villa um, need to improve on to to go a bit further is just the same with like. Southampton and other teams in in similar situations. It's more depth. Because if you get certain yeah. players injured, your defense could break down instantly, and you'd be screwed mm-hmm. for a nine nil loss. We were struggling yeah. for goals. <laughs> if Traore goes, it's El Ghazi that replaces him, and if Grealish goes, then it's Trezeguet that replaces him. It's the centre backs as well. They're both decent. Yeah, centre backs is that's where they struggle. But like even then, yes. Traore for El Ghazi is that's not too bad. El Ghazi's pretty good on the ball. Swapping Trezeguet for Grealish is a bit different because Grealish is more of a playmaker, whereas Trezeguet is more of, more of a finisher, kind of, is what I'd say. He's better, he's better at finishing, but yeah. Well, one thing, one thing I would like to discuss is what do, where do you think now, Villa, if, if Villa do kick on and get in the Europa League, where do you think now they need to improve? Obviously, like we we have to be a bit brutal here in players who have played well this season. Obviously, they probably will potentially not see the field as much next year. Um, but like for me personally, I see them. They could easily go out, dip in, dip their toes in the transfer market and pick up a centre back. Um, Definitely. Oh, I think still Burnley, centre backs. <laughs> Cons has been good, but I think there's. There's room to improve. I think maybe even like left back, they could probably go in and get like a true starter at at left back. 
Um, I think centre back. I mean, as yeah, as I'd as much that. as Konza and Mings have done well against each other, I've I've never really rated Mings that much. Even when he was at Bournemouth, I didn't think he was that good. Um, Southgate, but, um, Southgate racing. Well, he, we, we, know, but we know about Southgate. So that's a different story. <laughs> but anyway, but I think I think having John Terry next to Dean Smith has really helped. I know last season they had the same two centre halves, um, and they did you know they did stay up, but. Um, Obviously, they've improved this season. They brought cash in at right back and Martinez into the defence. So I think that's really helped. But I think if they want to progress further, I think they need a new centre half. I, I can't think of anyone on the top of my head, you know, at the moment. Um, no, that's not mentioned to me. I, I, I mean, I'm going to think for my own Chelsea experience. I think Tomori could be a good addition because I think he's playing well at AC Milan at the moment. He's starting every week. Um, like Mings is good, but he's not. I, I don't think he's star quality at all. I think he's a, a Maguire equivalent, a little bit better. Um, but no, no. no. that's an insult, Dean. That is an insult. That's not an insult. <laughs> no, it's the no, thing. Is, I think Mings is better than Maguire. No, yeah. Oh, no, no fucking way. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's an £80 million leaky fridge. It's like when you go buy a Samsung, it's when you go buy one of those smart Samsung fridges there that you tap and it's like, it does everything for you. And you put, oh, one of dispense water and somehow he fucking dispenses freezer fluid. That's what like. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Wow. I didn't think it would escalate that much. Mings is here. Maguire is fucking down here. <laughs> Oh, this is not the kid friendly this podcast anymore. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm going to go back to Mark Gay for a centre back shout. I'm just going to go back to him. I set him for Palace, do well at Villa. He's brilliant yeah. at Swansea. That's one of my shouts for. What about Salibu? <laughs> Well, you know, we, we we have to move on from that as well because obviously there's been some very inappropriate things going around recently in the Twitter world. Um, people can view that at their own leisure if they feel like it, but we will not be discussing any further now. It's just not something that needs to be discussed any further at the moment. Um, but anyway, no, I I I, I think the Chelsea dad on loan at Swansea is, is is a very good option. Uh, he, he's playing well. I don't think we're going to make it back from that comment now, are we? Really... <laughs> but I think I think I think a good place for centre halves has always been the Bundesliga. Like coming into the Premier League, we've seen them we've seen them work work well coming in. So so we could potentially see. Villa looking over there. I mean, I know their their recruitment like across leagues, they tend to stick around the Premier League, but like there's been some great players like this year. Like we've seen uh Ginter. Uh he's been performing very well this year. Um, but you could even go and look at like into like Dortmund squad, like Akanji and Zagadu, who are kind of bouncing in and out of the squad. Um Again, like players like Kunate, who have been like bouncing in and out of the Leipzig squad. Like, I think there's 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 definitely with if if Villa can get into those Europa League spots and get get the money they need, then we um we may see them actually making like having another very good transfer window. Yeah, I agree. I mean. 
I think now definitely. Yeah, I don't think people are over that comment. Um, I think I think Villa obviously just you know just surviving last season. I think where they are now with the games in hand. I think a top 10 finish is definitely plausible, like 100%. I think if they don't get top 10, it's a yeah. full season now. The yeah, but that, yeah like definitely. But I think that massive jump from like being, oh my God, like, you know, we just stayed up till we could make the Europa League is a massive progress. And I, I can't concentrate. And I just think it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I just can't laughing. I keep seeing him hold his smile and his face. Oh my god. <laughs> I, was to, uh, I was trying to get involved in the full, like the centre backs, like Bundesliga. I just couldn't say anything. <laughs> um, oh my god. Zagadu. Did we mention Zagadu? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I lost my mind there. I think this is very funny viewing for the uh, YouTube podcast. <laughs> People are listening to this on Spotify, they have no idea what's going on. Faces. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we could also look at the um, striker slash winger depth as well, um, especially if Grealish leaves. Highly unlikely right now, but if he was um, to go in the future, we they'd probably need a bit more depth. Good backup for Watkins would be um, needed as well. Uh, any shouts? From anywhere, anybody? Um, I'd, I'd, maybe Ivan hmm. Tony would be a good striker. To... I just don't see him coming now because I think if Brentford get, if Brentford do get promoted, I think the only reason they sold Watkins is because they didn't get promoted and they knew they needed the money. Um, yeah. And and as I said, they they've they've used that money well and they bought Tony, who's like replaced Watkins relatively well. Um, he's come from Peterborough United to come up to Brentford and still banging goals. Yeah, but he was scoring goals. He was scoring goals anyway. Like he was, he was pretty much gonna gonna perform there regardless. But I don't actually, I don't actually know. How would you guys feel about like Christian Benteke going back to Villa? No, uh, no. It, because I, don't I know, it, no. I don't think it'd be a good enough backup um, to like. If Watkins went out injured, they'd need someone. They'd need the focal point to score goals. Benteke hasn't been. I think a good signing potentially goal. would be. Uh, uh, I've been watching a bit okay. of uh, Liga uh, recently. Um, Andy Delort from uh, Montpellier, who's recently a Liga Player of the Month. Um, he's been scoring good goals. I think he probably he wouldn't reject the move to the Premier League. Obviously, with uh, he is Algerian, so he pre- predominantly speaks French. So um, obviously, we may see a bit of a uh, language barrier there, but he potentially wouldn't be a lot of money, and someone who could come in and be a good backup to Watkins. Or as you said, if they want to then change and move Watkins over to the right and bring in a striker to come in the middle, um, I think there's there's options, but we we won't see anything. I don't think we'll see anything major this this summer. I think they'll be looking more more at a winger than a than a striker. Possibly mm. back up really centre back if they make the Champions League or the Europa League. Champions League. They could make it. Like, it oh, no. I think for them the focal point will be a, a left back and a centre back more than anything. Yeah. But I think they 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 can manage. I think as you said they'll need like depth players 
in on the wing. Um, but I think, yeah, they they are crying out for another another centre half and 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 a, probably a starting left back. I don't think targets. I think I think he deserves more praise than what I, I think, think a lot of people give him. But like, I don't think. I think going into Europa League, like you see Matty Casher on the right, and like he's been phenomenal this year. And I think Target's been been like enough for what they need. But as you said, like if they want to kick on, then they need to they need to look at making improvements. But like then again, like there's not a huge amount of left backs available. Like apart from if you're looking at like the Grimaldo Tagliafico kind of kind of range, you're not going to be looking anything under that. You've got like maybe a, a Cunha, but again, they, they predominantly are looking in, in, into like the Premier League and, and out there. Mm. I, I, do, I, do you know what I think would be quite interesting is... They'd go pick up like Luke if, Shaw from Man United if they want to... No, Luke Shaw's performing. We, we want him now. Yeah, he's I think it's Brandon Williams that will be... Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But I think I think going on the, on the, on the defensive front again, I think, I, I think if Terry goes, I think that'll be... Interesting to see how Villa actually, you know, perform without him because obviously probably one of the best defenders in the Premier League history, no doubt. And they've improved massively from him as assistant last season to this season. And I think, for example, if if he does go for the Bournemouth job and he does get it, if doesn't have Terry alongside, he'll need that defensive like solidity for Villa because Mings the whole defence has improved with Terry there, no doubt. Bit of um, Dean's connections. It's not right? there anymore. Mm-hmm. My connection's stunning at uni, um, as you can see with my new backdrop. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what Terry does and how that will reflect on Villa if he does go at the end of the season or does go if he goes to Bournemouth. So I think that will be a massive, a massive challenge to see what happens there. Just yeah. thought I'd add that in whilst if, if I lag out. <laughs> Um, two points just wanted to make. Andy Delore, Tyler Shout, 29, to be a good older backup. Um, maybe a two or three year contract there, and I think that'd be a decent backup. Uh, it's obviously if they're going to go for him this year. And then Matt Target, seventh, according to who scored, he's rated as their seventh best player. So it's, um, it's Matty, a good Matty season. Target. Yeah, Matt Target, seventh best rated player for who on who. Watching him perform, it, it, it's kind of annoyed me, but we, we move. I'm glad he's doing well. He, he, he was meant to be the next Luke Shaw for us. I think at times his positioning is very yeah. poor. He finds I don't himself... think Luke Shaw's the next Luke Shaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't, but for, for Southampton, I mean, because Luke Shaw is <laughs> extremely well there. He was good at Southampton. He was good in his first season at United, and then bang, his leg snapped. That leg break killed him, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But he's coming back now, and I'm happy to see that, because I think England team is viable for him. In terms of it, that he's finding form. I, I can now watch Luke Shaw and not be in pain anymore. It's just Maguire. He's I felt really bad for him. I, I, my frustrating I, thing I, is I, just the money we spent on Ben Chilwell and like Marcus Alonso is getting over him at, right now. Oh, don't get me started on that turtle. <laughs> Have you ever seen someone run so slow in my life? I know, don't get me wrong, I'm very happy, but he runs like a turtle. If you watch him later tonight and if he plays, you know, as a... Are we taking the mic off? Everyone's running in football. Tell me, I mean... You're taking the mic off of Raheem Sterling for running like a dinosaur. Is that it? 
<laughs> Tyler will agree with me. If, if if you see Alonso run, it's a very interesting style of running, and he doesn't seem to cover the amount of ground that he should with that running style. Yeah. I'm going to get it on YouTube. He looks like he's running in slow-mo. It, it's like he's got something trying, like, hitting him from behind, and he's like, oh, you know, it's... it's, it's well, I don't you know, know when you see the sprinters train with a parachute on the back, that's what he looks like. That's he's, like, he sprinting like. at full speed, but he's just going at, like, half speed. He makes Ember. no ground. Whatever is Jorginho starts sprinting and he's going really slow, and then you see the rest start sprinting and he just fucking zoom past. Oh, the best clip I've ever seen. I hit oh hit like hit, George. I know I was swaying away a bit, but uh-huh. but Jorginho's attempt to tackle on a counter attack is very worrying. Right here we go. Oh, it's not showing him. No. Let me go back. Do you know what? He comes I, up. I, I I don't think Alonso would be such a bad buy for Aston Villa. I think he I think he'd be. No, good. I think there's no way unless you're playing a five back. Oh, that's ready. Unless you play a five-back system, Alonso is a no-buy. It's Lonzo, Alonso's recovery run you need to see, like him running back to try and stop Mate, people. Think it's up one at West Ham. There he is, there he is. Yeah, but it's him running backwards is the problem. Yeah, that yeah, one. Right. You remember that goal I mean, we could see the West Ham, like the 90th minute or whatever, for them to win the game? You just see him like slowly just like jogging back. It's just not the one. Slightly off topic there, but... Shall we you know, just had to get Marcus Alonso's running style <laughs> in the Villa podcast. Um, anything else to cover about Villa, feel free to shout. Otherwise, we'll do a prediction of where we think they'll finish this year and um, who they should sign in the summer, their top signing. I, I just want to point one thing out just before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this isn't about Villa. This is about my own club. Um, I've just got... I, I follow these like, news stuff for Southampton and it said that our... Um, owner Gao, I think his name is, is looking to sell Southampton for 160 mil, which Neymar was bought for 200 mil. Can we just point that, that out? Southampton is apparently worth less than a player. That's a big yeah, but the Neymar, Neymar transfer was big at the time because he'd just come out yeah. of MSN at that time. So going to so, PSG, it kind of made sense. But yeah. But yeah. So MSN. Oh yeah. Sorry, I don't know. What I was thinking of the social media thing. <laughs> I was like, it came with MSN. No, that's fine. The pay worth more than the club, though. Surely the, players, surely the players' value would add to the club's value as well. Apparently not. I think it's because of the amount of money we've got in the club at the moment is quite. Um, right, back to Villa though. What's uh, what's people's predictions of where they finish their season and who they sign? Yes. I'll go. I'll go ahead. I think they'll finish a respectable. Seventh, but I might change that looking at the table. I might change that looking at the table. Um, and I think they should sign a centre back, Mark Mark Gay. I'm just going to go for him. I'm if anyone needs a centre back, I'm just going to say Mark Gay because he's um he's brilliant at Swansea, brilliant at Swansea, Gosh. and um I'll go for eighth actually. I'll go for eighth. Uh, Josh Brown, what are you saying? I'm going to be hopeful for all the Aston Villa's fans out there with the sixth, <laughs> because they're, they're looking they're looking decent compared to the other teams that are in um that that part of the table. So, wait, how far up have we referred to Chelsea? I've I've not mentioned Chelsea. I've just said sixth. I don't know where Chelsea are going to finish. Oh, well, fair. I'm just saying sixth for Villa. That's, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be the ho- I'll be the hopeful one and hope for sixth. Um. In terms of transfers, I've I've not got a scheme enough to pop it in my brain at the moment. Saliba. 
Um, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'll get, I'll get, I, do you know what? I really like Mukiel in the, the Bundesliga, so I'm going to say him because he can play um, full-back. Right back, back. Yeah. Roshan, what about you? Uh, I don't know. Looking at the table, I feel, I don't know. Because I, I feel like just looking at the table, just, just the table only, I feel like they could push themselves up to being seventh or sixth. But then looking in terms of who they've got, They've got, they've got, they've still got the, all of the big, well, the, technically the new big six to play. They've got United, Leicester, City, Chelsea, Tottenham. Um, who's the last one? I always forget. Liverpool as well, yeah. So they've got all of them still to play, and especially right at the end as well. Um, for their game weeks are incredibly hard. Obviously, they've got Brighton after that, but then from game week thirty-one they're struggling because then that's the rest of their period. So I feel in that period, they'll kind of drop down and stay where they are because it's Liverpool City back-to-back. Then they've got a break of a little West Brom and then mid-table Everton. And then it's back out again to United and Tottenham. And this. Oh, I feel like they're just going to stay where they are, to be honest. They'll go up and then come game week like 30, they're just going to drop down back to where they are. Okay. Uh, signing? Do you have a? Do you have any idea? Oh, signing! I don't entirely know who to go with because they do need a centre back. It's a question of who they could get. Maguire. Really? Really? Nah. I mean, I would love him to go. He, he can get. He can get the fuck out of the club. But no. He, he won't. <laughs> um. Realistically, who could they sign? Um. Decent show. Could be they. I don't know they loan out Twan Zebe because I don't know why, but no one, no United fan wants him for some reason. Even though I love him, he could go. Um, Yerry Mina. If Tottenham, if Everton starts slumping, Yerry Mina could be a shout as well. To be fair, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, not much. Okay. Tyler, what about you? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to say seventh, but I'm actually going to mix it up because everyone's kind of been suggesting to set, uh, defenders. I'm going to go with um, uh, Milot Rashica as a as a winger. He's available for about 20 mil, and he has been electric the last two seasons. He has been phenomenal, and I, I was shocked no one picked him up in the summer. Um uh, Villa were kind of rumoured with him before, so I think maybe now with them getting a little bit more cash, they probably will go and pick him up. And I'm also going to say, if the fee is right, um, um, hang on, I've forgotten his name. Uh, uh, Max Ahrens from Norwich City, mm. the, the left back. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if, yeah. if if the fee's right, then then Max Ahrens. But I think I definitely Rashika is is going to be I think that that will probably happen in the summer I don't think Max Aarons will leave though from Norwich to be honest because it Arsenal be heavily the again, when he, if, if they get there. yeah they'll be coming back up and then on top of that Buendia might potentially go out to Arsenal so if you lose one big player you can't really lose another big player at the same time you're just bound to go back down again mm. even though they will even if they keep the same team they're still going to go back down because they won't buy anyone but yeah it comes to that point Okay, what about you, Abigail Dean? Oh, um, I I think they'll stay in ninth. If I'm honest, I don't think 
the the teams above them will go below them and then vice versa the teams below them will go above them if that makes sense um i think who they should sign i think they should just make ross ross barkley permanent if i'm honest i think why not he's playing well for them as i said earlier you know i i, I think chelsea would want about probably 15 mil probably for him 15 to 20 mil range is probably the right amount um yeah i think i think ross barkley would make that permanent be a good addition for them. Fair enough. I'll write that. Right. Thank you. No worries. So that is Aston Villa. Hope you enjoyed that for any Villa fans listening mm-hmm. out there. And we're going to do some predictions for this game week uh, and any games in the midweek as well. So... It's a double game week. Should we, well. should we start with today's games? Seeing as they're... Yeah, as well. let's go on then. Um, then, when we, then when we release it, people will know if we're right or wrong. Indeed. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barnes to Chelsea. Let's go for that first. Four nil. Four nil. Four nil. Barnes lit down. Six one. I'm gonna go with six one Chelsea. I'm gonna say oh. they scrape past and only have a two one. Oh, oh I was harsh. thinking that. That's um, funny because I'm thinking you that. You can't be thinking that. <laughs> Two one, uh, two two one Chelsea is what I was thinking, but then I was like, uh, I'm but I'm I'm always quite overly critical about Chelsea, so I think I'm gonna be slightly more lean. I'm gonna say three one. I'm gonna be slightly more lean and say three one. I love that extra goal there. Yeah, um, you're you're welcome. I I think I I'll say five one because we got the man, the myth, the legend in goal Kepa. So I, I you know, I mean, if Rudiger's in the back line, he might score another own goal. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think five one is a is a, a reasonable, decent amount that I think we can get um, tonight. So I'll be watching BBC One. I think it's on as well. So that'll be a good. Well, there's a couple good... Don't promote it if it's on BBC One. It's a Cup. It's everything. It's, it's, it's free to stream. <laughs> <laughs> please, please watch us. <laughs> please watch us. <laughs> <laughs> no, BT Sports. No, there was game on Everton Tottenham was BT yesterday, wasn't it? BT. So, yeah. so is Wolves Southampton is BT yeah. tonight. Um, Thanks, can, Rosham. We, can, we, yeah. can we get over? Can we get over the bullying of Southampton now? And just, just BBC tell, one. tell all of you. Tell BBC me, we're, all of you, tell me we're going to lose, and then I'll say we're going to win, and that's it. One nil Southampton. Oh, yeah. Two one Southampton. You can come on more often, Tyler. Well, I don't even hear who who you block playing. Wolves. Southampton Wolves. Oh, oh yeah. Um, what did you say, Dean? Oh, you. I said two one Southampton. Oh, hello. Can I come back on next week? Yeah, cool. you can come on every week, Dean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you. Appreciate. <laughs> Roshan, what's what's yours then? Southampton, because then obviously they're playing them again a week after, and in the Premier League they'll draw nil nil. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. They'll win one in the FA Cup but draw nil nil in the uh, Premier League. What are you saying, Bracky? You're going to go in on me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to say a one nil Wolves. Yeah, I think I, I'd back Wolves to be honest. I think they're on better form now from when we last talked about them, and I think even with their yeah some of their backup players, like I think Fabio Silva could nick a goal maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll South see. Hampton. See what the squads are. We'll see if, if I think the squads are stronger, they'll win. Southampton will win on penalties. 
That's what I'm going to say. Do you really want that? After the last two fixtures, do you really now want a penalty shootout? Is that going to really do good for your heart? No, I, I don't want to play. I don't want to play 120 minutes today. No. <laughs> no I mean, Southampton I'm, I'm, did knock out the holders, so you know it's. I mean, Southampton, the team to beat. If I mean, if they if they knocked out Arsenal, you know. It's so. true. So that's before they started performing like Portsmouth. It, that is, um, if we've if we've got our fullbacks back, we shall win. The 2-1. Yeah, but it's like, do you want to play your fullbacks in the Premier League or do you want to play them in the FA Cup? That's the question. I think we're trying to go for a good FA Cup. I think Ralph doesn't see um, them as different games. I think he all sees them as, like, equal. Yeah. So he plays the strongest he can possibly play for every game. So I, I think he's gonna he's not going to save anyone or anything like that. I, I think don't understand gonna... why that is not a mentality for the top six sides because really there's no excuse for teams like City and Man United and Liverpool for the money that they have to not challenge every competition. Like it's it seems like such a dumb mindset to be like oh we're just going to focus on the FA Cup. Like why? <laughs> so like you should be you should be focusing on every competition, every game. Mm-hmm. That's why I love yeah, Ralph, but sometimes it kind of like... That's what I'm kind of hoping. That it seems like that's what Tuchel's like. He's like, Champions League, why not? FA Cup, we're going to win it. Premier League, let's go for it. Like, I'm liking the attitude of like no competition is unwinnable right now, even though like realistically we're probably uh, maybe only going to win one of them. Well, I'm just saying, in the edit, when, when Tyler said Tuchel, Premier League, can we just zoom in on Abby's face there? Because Abby just did not look happy when Tyler said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, a, a trophy would, would, would be lovely. And I think coming in mid-season and winning a trophy is a fantastic achievement. But Champions League, you know, we ain't getting 2012 vibes back. I, you know, I, for Chelsea, I, I think I peaked then. Um <laughs> In, 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 in terms of Champions League, we haven't really gone anywhere near that since. Premier League is just untouchable this season, obviously. We know that top four does look a bit more hopeful at the moment. Um, FA Cup, it would be lovely, but, you know, we, we, we have to, you know, I think the way Man City are playing, I think they're the only team that can probably win everything that they're in at the moment. So, you know, it'd be nice, you know. I think City are beatable. Oh, yeah, I think I think every team is beatable on, on their day, but I think I think at the moment they they are definitely the team to beat with or without a striker in this false nine that they're playing. So yeah, I'd say I'd say this year City are more beatable than Liverpool were last year, and we beat them in the FA Cup. So Billy Gilmore masterclass tonight against Barnsley, please. Um, we're I'm gonna cover the. Blackburn Preston game of tomorrow because it's the Lancashire derby. Unfortunately, without fans, which is a shame because it's a pretty feisty derby between those two. But I'd black back a Blackburn, black a Blackburn. That's a bit of a tongue twister right there. <laughs> back a Blackburn win. Um, I'd go for a two, three, one actually. Give you an update on the form that Preston have lost their last um, three out of five. Blackburn have won two of their last five. Um, Preston so, lost Ben Davies to Liverpool. Yeah, true. Not looking defensively strong. Preston lost to Rotherham in the last match. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're definitely losing into Blackburn. They're definitely losing. 3-1 yeah. Blackburn. Pretty easy prediction. Saturday. Saturday. Some Premier League. Um, yeah. Leicester, Leicester Liverpool. 
Um, I, I I wrote down a couple results. I just put two. two I put two two for that one. Fair enough. I, I don't know. Is is Jamie 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 Vardy back now? Yeah. I think he'll score a couple. I also think I can see Salah possibly scoring one, and then somebody else getting on the score sheet. So I just put two two. Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes. I think Liverpool need to to get at least a, a point here after yeah. the past few games. I think they're gonna they're gonna go for it, but I think Leicester might just score the same amount as them. I'm gonna go two 0 Leicester. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, I go two one Leicester. I think Liverpool's form at the moment is not good enough and I still think their defence is not going to be enough to prevent Leicester from scoring goals. They've been scoring pretty easily at the moment so um, I don't think that's going to change. And then at 3pm we've got Borfest. We've got Crystal Palace against Burnley. Crystal Palace 3-0. 0-0. It's always a 0-0 when Burnley's involved in it against the crap side. Uh, one yeah. one Palace. Come on, Eze. Come on, I think that's a bit Eze. harsh on Palace, to be fair. I think one Palace. Come on, Eze. Palace have just been... Yeah. Had, uh, one or two, like, shock results. Apart from that, they've just been wildly mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as... Yeah, I think I think as we discussed on the previous podcast, when we, like, analysed them quite a lot in depth, I think, I think we highlighted that the Hearts are a massive player for them. Um, and obviously, without them, they're poor. They, 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 I think poor is a good, good word to sum that up. So that's, um, that's why I'm back in the classic 1-0 Burnley. I, I would oh, not be surprised no. at that. And Get out of here. I think Palace... Mm, I think 1-0. I'll go 1-0. Their, their 15th goal of the season. Can every team like loan their best players to every other team but Burnley so people can actually beat them and we get rid of them? I literally just want Burnley gone out of the prem. Oh, I would, I would, I would happily, I would happily donate, I would happily donate someone like Cavani or Martial to someone like Palace just to beat Burnley and get rid of them. I don't want Burnley in the league. I literally, I want to see their last few games. I think they've got all top ten teams. They're literally boring FC. <laughs> they are. Uh, I, I, I think it'd be quite interesting to find out what's been the least amount of goals for a team that have stayed up in the prem because I think Burnley might be quite close to that at the moment I mean obviously if they stay up or not but I think they will but yeah, um, West Brom's conceding 54 goals either well Big Sam and Little Sam aren't very happy are they so you know we'll just leave it <laughs> but the big game at 5.30 is Man City versus Spurs and I think that's that's going to be an interesting game because obviously Kane's back now as well isn't he 3-0 Man City still backing them to I've put I've put um, 2-1 there because Jose Mourinho would just like tell them to nick a goal and then sit at the back. Well, no goals. 2-0, 2-0. 3-0 City, I think, as well. Scotland, 2-0. I think it's going to be uh, 3-1 City. I don't think City's defence is quite... I think, obviously, we're the addition to Harry Diaz. I don't think it's perfect. And I think with Kane and Son getting back to business, I think we won't see City keep a clean sheet. But I think they'll they'll win this game pretty comfortably. Oh my God, Burnley could go down. Yes, yes, yes. Just, they've got Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton, Leicester, Man U, Wolves, West Ham, Leeds, Liverpool. Oh. Oh yes. Oh yes. yes. Bye bye. Come down, please, Burnley. Fulham. I like, I like, I like, I like, I like, 
like we, need Fulham, Burnley, we need Fulham to beat them. I put out there. Burnley have played 22 games and they're on 23 points. They're literally like averaging a draw. A point game. a game. That, if that doesn't summarise Burnley, I don't know what does. If they lose to Palace, they, they will be smack on average of drawing every game. I just have to put it out there. This is why they need to go. <laughs> Which makes 38 points at the end of the season probably won't be enough. But... But then who do, you, who do you not relegate out of Fulham, West Brom Fulham, or Sheffield? Fulham, Fulham keep Fulham up. Keep Fulham. Fulham. Please keep Fulham up. Fulham, Fulham have, a, not great. Fulham have a, a decent size. I like they the derby. Conceded the least goals out of the bottom three. <laughs> Please relegate West Brom. Keep them up. Someone, a team who's con- score, uh, conceded 54 goals cannot stay in the Premier League. That would be a disgrace. They're, they're definitely gone. Uh, Brighton versus Villa. Um, Villa. 2-0 Villa 1-0 for me 3-0 Villa 2-1 Alright uh, We'll cover Reading Millwall as well Because I'm a Reading fan yep. 14 draws for Millwall this year Can they make so it 15? Go, I think it's 14-0 then I was like, Yeah, I'd back at 14-0 um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a 1-0 3-0 same as the uh, previous one. Previous. 2 1 Reading. Oh, cheers. Cheers. That's all right. I've just got to throw yeah, that out. I'll, g- I'll give him a 2 0. Oh, yeah. And we've also got Lincoln Accrington Stanley as well. That's a very big game because Accrington, have, I think they've still got them few games in hand as well. 1 0 Lincoln. Yeah, Link, Lincoln are at home and they and they have been better away from home this season. They won seven on a bounce, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. And then they drew to, to Hull um, midweek. Um, Accrington have got a couple of games in hand to get into the playoffs, but I think Lincoln Lincoln's attack has been very good this season with all the low knees they've got. I, I, I think that might be a 3-0 win, I think, for Lincoln. Accrington lost in the week to uh, Plymouth, so... Obviously, anything can happen. Um, and I think I'd back a 1 0 Lincoln. I'm saying 2 0 Lincoln. I'm going to go with a 1 1. I, I, I don't like that, Josh. I don't like that. That one off. Back the boys. I'll back, I'll back you have to back. Uh, we could have a championship ends. team at our university next season. Well, only, he, he, this could be life changing. We're going to have on the bench match day vlogs at Lincoln next there year. There we go. Yeah. 10, pa- ten, ten to fifteen pound tickets. All of us in the in the stand of our own stand they have for the uni. You know we can make a vlog. You know we could be famous. We could do. <laughs> <laughs> love the passion. Love, love, love the passion. Love like love the match day it. stuff. We, we could be. We could be, we could be famous. Yes. <laughs> away days vlog. We could. You know we could go away days. Away days. Away days. That's a good Welcome time, to. Right? Lincoln fan TV, Lincoln fan TV, <laughs> Abby Dean, how do you start that game? Michael Allison, it's time to go. <laughs> We're going up to the Prem. <laughs> We're getting promoted. <laughs> you need a mic. You honestly look like one of the TV presenters. You need a microphone in your hand, mate. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's this like little turtleneck thing going on. I, I feel like I look like that guy that does, oh, what's his name? Can't his name. Alright, one one. Southampton Wolves then. Oh, one one. Nil nil. Two two. Three three. No, sorry. Uh, one nil Southampton. <laughs> one, one nil Southampton. This yes. Is the other way around. You know what? Screw it. Yeah. Two nil Southampton. Let's let's all go in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll say two one Southampton
Kyle Walker yeah. beat his back. You've got to believe, you've got to have faith in the man. One, Wolves are so defensive, 1-1. One, one. Um, West Brom, Man U, please be a 5-0 Man U. Please okay, make it 50. Please make it 59 conceded. That would be wonderful. I want a 6 0 then. We want 6 0. We want 6 0 then. To make it 60. 6 0. I'm going 0. I'm going 2 1 Man U. I'm going for 6 0 Man U. Please make it happen. I'm going with it as well. I'll put a bet on right now. If I'm going for my dream, I'm saying 6 0. If I'm being realistic, it's 2 0. Okay. I'll say 4 0. 4-0, yeah. West Brom deserve to be battered. Arsenal leads. Uh, good game. Well, that'd be a really good game. Uh, I agree. 3-1 leads. 3-1 leads. 1-0 leads. 2-1 leads. 2-1 leads. 4-3 leads. 6-0 United is 50-1. to one. I'm not scoring that many Go goals. for it. <laughs> that's worth a fiver. I'm back worth it for a fiver, yeah. Yeah. Everton, Fulham. What are we thinking? I think a two 0 Everton. What do you know? Two one. I'm going four one Everton. I think they're going to walk them. Everton better win. They're in my acca. Are they against? Who are they against? Who? Fulham. Fulham. Uh... Oh, you said Everton are in your acca? Yeah. Okay, one 0 Fulham. One 0 Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, Roshan, have you bet on the early games? Uh, no. I know. Have you bet on I United? Know... Of course, yes. Yes, yes. You screwed. You never bet on your own team. You screwed. No, never bet on your own team. You never bet on the earlys, and you never bet on your own team. You're screwed. You're done. No, the the United one's different. It's not in my accurate. I just put a separate bet on that one. It's different. I put five. I put a five on six to United. <laughs> if if it wins, I'll give you all. A, I'll give you each a tenner. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, we love that. And that's on record, so, you know. <laughs> I can pay for my Lincoln ticket next season with that. You're all going to watch Man United now. Go, come on, Josh. Get that. <laughs> oh. Get, get, get up, go. Martial, come on. Come on, Martial. <laughs> we, want See, a red Martial. Card in the, we want a red card in the first two minutes. <laughs> We're so yeah. God. Right, Monday Night Football. West Ham, Sheffield United. 2-0... 2-1 West Ham. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. See so check goal. That's what I'm hoping on. See so check goal. Put him in your team. Don't, don't put him in your team. Don't put him in your team. He's no, never, he's he's never coming out of the team. He's never coming out of the team. He's staying in every single time Just now. Him. Just captain him. No, my, my captain's Bruno. I'm hoping I'm hoping for two goals from Bruno against West Brom. Fair play, fair play. That's right. And final game at uh, Chelsea Newcastle. Oh, you know, because um, people said he's not playing, but people said he is. I think, I think this will be the the first game that we concede a goal that's not from our own player. If if I'm honest, um, I, I I think it will be three one to to us. Callum Wilson oh. is injured for six to eight weeks or something like that. 3-0 oh, yeah. Chelsea. 3-0 mm. Chelsea. If I'm being no. a Chelsea fan, I'm going 5-1. If I'm being realistic, then I'm being I'm saying 2-0. I'm saying 1-0. Newcastle will be so defensive, I'm saying 1-0. Yeah. I love I, I love how you've all said clean sheets and there's me going, oh, we've got to concede our first goal. No, Callum Wilson. Yeah, it's because Callum Wilson, they rely on him at the moment. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, think, I think from corners, I think we're a bit vulnerable from, from, from a few set pieces. I know, I know we score a lot ourselves, but every time a corner comes in for them, it was Hendrick. 
Hendrick got the red card. Yeah, um, but I think, you know, John Gelshovey might pull out something from somewhere, set piece. He's going to score um, a 50 yard screen. I just think we sort of look a little bit shaky from set pieces. I don't know if that's just me. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, it's, it's, it's this marking stuff. You know, we don't man mark particularly well, I don't think. There's a lot of static marking where they have the runners come in. Um, I think that I think if we consider goal, it'll be from a set piece, not from open play. I mean, the shakiest team is Leeds for set pieces. They can they literally have conceded the most goals from set pieces mm. this season. Yeah, I don't know why they just struggle with it. it I mean, Klaus is coming. Actually, I do know why because Alioski is tiny and he's standing inside the box, which is not good. But yeah, <laughs> he's a very interesting player. Alioski. Yeah, left winger to left back. He's like I think he's five five or something. Sometimes like. he just looks like a fan's. Come off the sta- off the stands in a lead shirt, just running around on the pitch. It's quite funny. <laughs> uh, so let's do some midweek games as well. So we've got Champions League coming back. So we've got Barca PSG for the first round. Barca at the Camp Nou. That's a hard one to predict. Barca aren't at their best. I'll go for 2-0 PSG. 2-1 PSG. 1-0. PSG. Okay. Um, Leipzig Liverpool in Hungary. One nil Leipzig. I'd yeah. Back that actually, one 0 Leipzig. I'd back that. Seven seven Paulson would be good. Two one Leipzig. Nil uh, nil. <laughs> um, Bristol City Reading. Might as well as a Reading fan. Um, we beat them on our own turf last time. I'd back it again. They're not really that great. Yeah, I'd back 2-1. it. 2-1. 2-1. 2-0 Reading. Lucas Jao penalty. Swifty. No, he nearly missed the penalty yesterday as well. I know. He, he, I know. It, was, it, was th- mm. it could have been three in a row of missed penalties. I would have cried. Lucas Jao will score and Sonia Luca will score. 2-0. <laughs> He's looking knackered recently, I'm not too sure. I want Sonia Luca to score. I, Luca. Want I want him to score. I don't he just doesn't do it. I don't know why. Any Luca over Sonia Luca. True. I'll leave that though. Um Burnley Fulham in on Wednesday. Nil nil. <laughs> We're not gonna see a goal out of that game. One nil for that. I want Fulham to win. I'm gonna have to go with a Fulham win, one nil. One nil for them. I will put them to him. One nil, look goal. It's going to be a one nil Burnley, isn't it? I just, I just. Lamina, is going to score outside the box. Hmm. No, Fulham have to win. That's no doubt about that. Yeah. Right? They yeah. have to win yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. Everton, Man City. Two one City. I agree. Three one City. Yeah, three one City. City. See, I'm conceding. Ruben Diaz and Stones at the back, we can sell him to Jenko. They're not conceding. I'm backing them. Right, so we'll do, um, we'll do the last Champions League games. Uh, Fury Opus, and that'll be it. So we've got Porto, Juventus. 2 0 Juventus. Juventus. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Juventus. 2 1. Uh, Sevilla Dortmund. Sevilla. Oh. Sevilla's going to win that game. Dort- Dortmund have been on a slacking yeah. form at the moment. I think it's going to be probably like 1 or 2 1 Sevilla. I'd back yeah. that 2-1 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Dion Brace. Oh, yeah, I'll say 2-0. Luke Dion Brace. Oh. Yeah. Um, Sociedad Manu, we might as well talk about his. 
2-1 United. 2-1 United. I'd back, I'd back a 2... I'm going to say 2 all. I'm going to go tall, actually, as well, yeah. Right. I think it'll be a goal. It'll be a few goals. I wouldn't recommend putting a bet on it, then. You're going to lose money straight the bat. Uh, I'm not betting. <laughs> I bet. I'm, put, I'm putting a 2-2 bet on... Well, you just lost however much you betted on. <laughs> <laughs> how much is it? Like, 10 to 1? I just know. Wait, what day is this? What day is Thursday. Thursday. It's either going to be a 2-1 United or it's going to be 2-1 oh. Sociedad. It's no, it's no other way about it. it it's, it's, that's not what it's going to be. We, we're just not going to draw again. They're either going to win or we're going to win. Um, I was looking at the wrong day. Sorry, I was looking at Champions League. 12 to 1. 12 to 1. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So, I'll what about 3-1 United. 3-1 United, OK. We've got um, Slavia Prague versus Leicester. Uh, I've backed 2 0 Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wolfsburger versus Tottenham. Wolfsburger from Austria, not Wolfsburg. Wolfsburger oh, from the Austrian League. If Spurs didn't win that, that'd be a disgrace. Um, well, I mean, they almost lost to they almost lost to Lask. They had to whip out something out of nowhere to try to something. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. They're terrible Europa League. Yeah, um, I'd go. I'd still back a one 0 Spurs though. They just scraped past. I agree. Or one all. One all could be an interesting one. Yeah. Play and he'll miss a sitter. That's what I'm calling. Okay. Two more games. Benfica Arsenal. That's going to be an interesting one. Benfica. Two I'd one. One nil Benfica. I'd still one go Benfica. I'd go two nil Benfica. Two one Benfica. Okay, and finally, we'll go to Scotland, to Glasgow Rangers. That was not a great uh, Scottish well, Apologies, Tony ah. Scots, I offended. Uh, against Royal Antwerp. Tuna Rangers. They beat Spurs. I'm going to go on their own grounds for Royal Antwerp, 1-0 Royal Antwerp. 2-1 yeah. Royal Antwerp. I'm back in that. I hope, I hope Jamercy and Bacani scores a goal. Do you remember him from Norwich, Jamercy Embakani? What a man. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him. What a man. Where's he from again? It's like, is, that, uh, is it not like Blue Flag? Where is he from? Uh, DR Congo. Yeah. That Blue Flag. It's, <laughs> no, it's light blue. It's light blue. Yeah. Didn't he score like a back hill? He was in the, was it the Liverpool game, yeah. the 5-4, four, four, and he scored a back oh, hill? Yeah. What a man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that is that is all the games predicted, and that is it for this podcast episode. So, thank you guys for listening. If you're in this far, thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, um, and we shall see you on the next one next week. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.